one out away from what I would call the worst loss of the season. Patrick Bailey, with one swing of the bat, completely flips the narrative on its head, and it becomes one of the best and most needed wins of the year for the Giants. Miraculous two-run homer to win the game in the bottom of the 10th. Where would this team be without Patrick Bailey? And my, oh my, did this team need that right then and there. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor uh, for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube. Check us out there if you have not already, and please hit that subscribe button wherever it is that you are watching or listening to Locked on Giants. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And coming up on today's show, I guarantee you I was seconds away from shutting off the television and just not thinking about baseball for hours. And heroically, miraculously, I just cannot believe what Patrick Bailey did there. And so coming up today, I'm going to be talking with Bryce from Locked On Rangers to go over this series as a whole, Gabe Kapler and Bruce Bochy comparisons, including some decisions in this series, including the decision to take out Logan Webb uh, in favor of Doval, who then gave up the tying run with two outs in the ninth inning, which, by the way, you'll hear my explanation, but I thought it was the right decision. Let me know if you agree, but I thought it at the time, I mean, it didn't work, and I still thought it was the right decision. And we're going to discuss Donnie Ecker's impact and how he was perhaps so key with the Giants hitting well in 2020 and 2021. And right now their hitting is so bad, it's unbelievable, which is part of why that swing of the bat by Bailey was so miraculous. So wide-ranging, great conversation with Bryce from Locked on Rangers. I really hope you enjoy. And without further delay, here we go. I am joined today by Ben Kaspik, host of Locked on Giants, who's feeling much better on this Sunday after a wild first two games and an even wilder third game. Ben, how are you doing? Man, I mean, I would have been doing bad. I was like not looking forward to this one bit after. I mean, it, it, this was a, a roller coaster. And for both teams, you know, Logan Webb almost throwing a shutout. Rangers tying it up. Blah, blah, blah. I'm doing better. Giants got to win. They really needed it. Yeah, and the Rangers have not done a good job of sweeping on the road. They've not done a good job of sweeping in general. The Rangers have one road sweep this year, and that was back on April 14th through the 16th against the Kansas City Royals. They have not swept the Oakland A's. They probably could have and should have been earlier this week and could have been riding into San Francisco on a nine-game winning streak. But alas, that's not what happened. They did not get the sweep here in a a wild Sunday game. I want to I start with this one, the pitching matchup 
looked like a, a pretty decent one. I mean, Logan Webb, we we knew we all know how good he is. And Dane Dunning, I don't think a lot of people outside of the Rangers, Rangers fans know how well he's done this year. But uh, this is even another level for Dane Dunning. What what did you know about Dane Dunning going into this and and what kind of surprised you about him? Basically, all I knew is that he was having a good season and that in previous years, he hasn't kind of matched up to this level that he's pitching at this year. And when you look at kind of the expected numbers, some of the peripheral numbers, you're not seeing like necessarily that he deserves an ERA in the low threes or more so like that it's sustainable. And so what I was thinking as a desperate Giants fan who's, you know, the, the my team has been the worst offense in the league for seven weeks, I'm thinking, okay, it's time for regression for Dane Dunning. But instead, he goes out and has one of his best starts ever. Career-high 13 strikeouts. And like I said, Giants have been the worst offensive team in baseball for seven weeks, and they showed it again today. But, I mean, he's having a great year. I'm not trying to take anything away from that. But uh, the Giants did not help him regress to it to what i thought he deserved yeah i mean this was i mean he's been on an absolute tear this year he started off in the bullpen i mean the rangers went out and got i believe it was four if you count martin perez bringing him back then they got five starting pitchers this offseason and jaco Rizzi, who didn't throw a single pitch for the rangers this year was scheduled to be basically the long man slash six man he didn't pitch a single inning for the rangers didn't throw a single pitch he was out for the year before the year even started so dane dunning started as the long man came in relief in a couple of outings where jacob Degrom got hurt and had to be pulled and then once Degrom went on the shelf dane dunning stepped into the rotation and was just been absolutely phenomenal i mean he's had a few you know, not great starts here and there. He's only had really one blow up start and that was against the Dodgers a couple weeks ago. And, you know, I mean, we've seen what the Dodgers can do to literally anybody, but this was just Dane Dunning on another level. I'm really starting to trust him, maybe even put him as a game three starter in a playoff series, which heading into the year was not something by any means that I I thought would happen, but what has been the deal with the San Francisco offense? I mean, this is a team that I thought, you know, one through nine is one of the deeper lineups in baseball. And the giants just have a very, uh, very good way of just getting the absolute most out of pretty much every single one of their guys. Is it something that you think it's a regression to the mean, or is it, is it just one of those things that just, you can't really put your finger on one thing. I've been trying, I've been for seven weeks trying to figure out what the heck is going on. They've just been, uh, I mean, it's not so much regression to the mean because they've been so far below average to me that it's just completely an unsustainable level of incompetence, really. I mean, we're talking over since June 18th, so about two months ago, they're hitting 212 with a 290 on base percentage, a 336 slugging. Last I checked, all three of those numbers were the worst in baseball over that span. And just no power to speak of. Lots of striking out, as we saw today. They're actually only eighth highest in terms of strikeout rate over that span, which I think would would surprise a lot of Giants fans because it does seem it's a lot of swing and miss. You know, you get we saw in this series, like bases loaded, nobody out, 3-0 count, and they didn't get a single run out of that situation. So it's like when they get guys on base, they're not able to kind of get the big hit or even get the situational hit, like a sack fly or whatever to, to score. Just They just can't score 
for seven weeks and it's been dry i'm if you sound if you can hear it in my voice it's been a little bit frustrating <laughs> it's been tough i just think it's a historically bad slump but no i don't think their like true talent level is 30 percent below average because not even the worst team in baseball is going to be that bad so it, it stands out, though. I mean, not, I don't know if you want to talk about this right now or whatever, but Donnie Ecker, the Rangers. That's bench. exactly what I was going to bring up. I mean, Donnie Ecker has been like a godsend this year. He like kind of improved a little bit last year, but I think having like the, the second full year in the system really helped out. I mean, almost everybody in this lineup. I know. And that reminds me of what? The 2021 Giants. Almost everybody in the lineup like they were getting huge contributions out of random guys like Darren Ruff. And I see that same kind of thing happening on this Texas Rangers team. And Donnie Ecker, his first year with the Giants was 2020. And likewise, you saw some improvement, but you didn't see the kind of explosion in year two that the Giants had and now the Rangers are having. And so I never, I don't know the story as to why they weren't able to keep him, like do whatever it, he's from the Bay area here. And I would have thought he would want to stay if maybe given an equal opportunity. And I don't know what efforts they made to, to keep him happy and keep him here. But I think that it was not a good decision. If it was a decision, maybe he just wanted to go to the Rangers. I have no idea, but I see a lot of parallels where you just have up and down that lineup guys doing crazy good offensive performance just uh and you're not seeing that so much the last two years from the giants you're getting some of it but certainly not at that same level at all yeah i i think i know one reason why the rangers were able to pry donnie ecker we'll get into that and a little bit about bruce bochi at his return to san francisco but first let's word from our sponsors this episode is brought to you by game time Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over all the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you're going to have. They've got flash flash deals on and last-minute tickets, easy to find and buy seats for every kind of event in your area. You can forget the planning of months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in your same second section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% the difference. So download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem code locked on MLB for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. Shout out to the everyday for making Locked On Rangers and Locked On Giants your first listen every single day. The Rangers take on the Angels this week, and I believe the Giants are taking on uh, the Rays, you said? Yeah. Uh, you can yep. catch every pitch for both those series on the home, hometown broadcast on SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search Rangers. Now, the one reason I think the Rangers were able to pray, pry Donnie Ecker away from the Bay Area and make him their uh, bench coach is because he was also offensive coordinator. I don't know. It's not really a role that I see a lot in baseball, but it's kind of an overall 
ar- all arching theme. Um, and I think that also the role of, of bench coach is kind of like a little bit of an upgrade. They also hired Tim Hires away from the Boston Red Sox, who have been a pretty good hitting team. And this team has just been the best offense in all of baseball outside of maybe the Atlanta Braves. I, I think I might give them the slight edge with some slumps from the guys in the number eight and nine spots in their order. But I think that's uh, the only reason they were able to pry Donnie Ecker away. Cause again, I thought this was a great hire by the Rangers and Chris Young seems like the man who could sweet talk literally anybody into anything, which makes me kind of cautiously optimistic about our chances at uh, Shohei Otani coming to Texas. Um, but another guy who he sweet talked onto his coaching staff was Bruce Bochi, his first game back in San Francisco since his time away from the game. What were your thoughts on Bruce Bochi's, the video they played for him, the reception he got, and and just about seeing him back in the Bay Area? I mean, everything is is so well-deserved, and, and uh, I, I wouldn't expect anything less. The Giants usually do well with, with that kind of thing, and this guy, there may be like no greater legend in in San Francisco Giants uh, recent history than Bruce Bochy himself because I mean there were a lot of common threads between the championship teams a lot of players even one is still there in Brandon Crawford but Bruce Bochy just kind of connects all the three of those rings together and just in a, the best era in the history of the Giants and one of the best runs in the history of baseball and so uh, I can't if I was there, I mean, standing ovation as long as is humanly possible is just completely well-deserved, even though he's on the other side. he it's just It was great to see him. I'm glad he's managing again. I'm glad he's having success. It's certainly a little bit conflicting with the Giants, him not being on the Giants anymore. And there's always the kind of talk about should they have kept him around? Is maybe you could make a similar type of argument as letting Donnie Ecker leave, but it was a different circumstance. It was, it, it, to me, it, it was fine that he left the giants and it was time. However, I know that some people don't feel that way, but yeah, it was weird, weird to see him in those colors, but love the guy forever, no matter what. Yeah, I mean, the Rangers are seeing why he was so absolutely beloved. And I mean, he's having more success here than his, his first year at, at any either of his other two stints. Uh, you know, in San Francisco, his first year, he won 71 games and then 72 the next year. And it took until uh, 2009 for him to have a winning season there. And then 2010 is what his fourth season that he, he won a championship there. And, you know, he, he might go for ring number four this year with the Rangers. And uh, I'm, I'm curious as to your thoughts on, on Gabe Kapler, because there were some, some decisions that I, I saw a couple of giants fans questioning on Twitter, especially taking Logan Webb out of the game with a chance for a complete game shutout. Do you think that was the right move? And, and just what do you think that some of the differences are between how Gabe Kapler manages and how Bruce Bochy manages? In a lot of ways, it couldn't be more different. But, you know, I, I've been podcasting before Locked On even. I was doing a Giants podcast, and I had complaints about a lot of the stuff that Bruce Bochy did, especially during the regular season. Like, there were players like Denard Spann comes to mind, who was a left-handed hitter who just really, really struggled against left-handed pitching. But Bochy had him out there uh, leading off games every single time against a lefty. And I was like... This guy needs to be platooned 
uh, and he wasn't. And so stuff like that, you know, he wasn't a perfect manager. And and also, like, Gabe Kapler doesn't do that kind of thing, but it's the other extreme where it's like you take out Brandon Crawford, a legendary player, against Araldis Chapman. I can see the argument, like, left on left against a guy who throws 103. It maybe is not the best matchup, but uh, they're very, very different. The Giants have had some regular season success overall with Gabe Kapler. And regarding the Logan Webb decision, I, I thought it was completely defensible because Camilo Duvall is really, really good. It'd be one thing if you have a shaky bullpen or something, but Duvall is nails. And to be fair, he got a ground ball. And it was just a kind of a freak play where the runner was going on the play from second, and it was a ground ball in the hole. And the guy just kept Ezekiel Duran, was it? No, he was the hitter. Duran, Duran was the hitter. And then Julio Pablo Martinez playing in his third big league game ever. Just oh, wow. absolutely gritting it out. I mean, JPM is, is a guy who the Rangers signed as with their with their leftover international bonus pool money back in 2018 because they missed out on Shohei Otani. And mm. I mean, I've saw him so many games in double A Frisco. I mean, as recently as like the last couple of years, and I thought there's no way this guy's a big leaguer and he's 27 years old and out of Cuba. And he's having a great, he was having a great year at three, four, five slash line in triple A. And so the Rangers put Travis Jankowski on the paternity list and they cut ties with Bubba Thompson, a former first round pick, which was not the move that I saw coming to, you know, to get him on the 40 man roster JPM that is. Um, but still, I mean, he had a really, really successful first weekend at the big leagues. And I mean, that base running decision was just, it is so gutsy and, and so smart. I know it was an incredible play from the Rangers perspective, from the giants perspective, I thought just kind of unlucky because if that ground ball is right to Brandon Crawford, it's no big deal. The game's over, but it had to be exactly where it was so that Crawford thought he had enough time to maybe get the out at first so he made the throw, which prevented him, you know, from stopping the runner at third or just throwing home. So I thought it was a that was a freak play. And I don't know. I mean, Webb is not really a strikeout guy, right? And so you've got the tying run on second, a, a, a double that he just gave up. And you've got a strikeout pitcher in Duvall ready to go. And I think you kind of and, and the hitter, Ezekiel Duran, his strikeout rate is like a worse than average. And so, yeah. I, I think you kind of play for the strikeout there. And if you leave him in, who knows? He he may also give up a hit. Hindsight is twenty twenty, So it's a tough decision in the moment. It wasn't like Webb was at 82 pitches or something. He was over 100. So it's that's the thing, though, is Kapler, you know, being replacing Bochi, he's just constantly facing like an uphill battle and second guessed. Like Bochi just kind of, because of the World Series, he reached a point where, like, nobody really seriously questioned him. Like, whatever he did, people just gave him the benefit of the doubt. And Kapler, it's kind of the opposite, where he doesn't get the benefit of the doubt so much. And today was no exception. It would have been a brutal loss in that regard, and there would have been tons of talk about pulling Webb. But because the Giants won, that talk kind of goes to bed. So that's another reason why this team needed that win and Kapler needed that win today. Yeah, it seems like he definitely did. And, and there are some big contributions from some catchers and the Rangers getting a key catcher back. We're going to talk about that and who on the other team impressed us the most. But first, let's word from our sponsors. 
Now, one guy on this team that I have been very impressed with this year uh, in terms of my own team is Jonah Heim, a guy who is having a breakout season, had a really great first half last year, deserved to be an all-star, and then kind of fell off a cliff in the second half offensively. This year, he has sustained it. He was the all-star starting catcher, absolutely well-deserved, um, really great defensively, and he just got activated off the IL today, Sunday, as we are recording this and was in the lineup already. There was a scary moment when he got injured in Houston, was taking a swing and felt something in his left wrist just pop, which is a terrifying thing to hear from your all-star catcher who's one of the best framers in baseball and one of the best hitting catchers in all of baseball. And then, what, a week and a half later, they lose Josh Young for six weeks to a freak injury, a broken thumb on a line drive double play that he turned. I mean... Having him come back in the lineup, he didn't do a whole lot offensively today, not a whole lot of hit balls, but just having him back is great. But having a great catcher, Patrick Bailey, I mean, have yourself a day. Throws out Ezekiel Duran in the ninth inning and then hits the walk-off home run in the tenth inning. What, What is it about this guy that he just has? It seems to have a lot of moments like this. I can't tell you what it is, but he sure does. I mean, he he seems like an old veteran to me, and he's been around, he's played like 65 games in the major leagues, and yet he, he has the feel of just a guy who's been there, done that uh, the, from the moment he arrived, and he's comfortable, he's really good defensively, I mean, a lot of, a lot of parallels with Jonah Heim, I think, and... Uh, great framer. The pop time, according to MLB.com, Sarah Langs, she says it was the fastest pop time this year by any player on that stolen base attempt uh, that he caught the runner in the top of the ninth. And I mean, if you watch it, he, he basically was in a throwing position by the time the ball touched his glove. He didn't like wait till it hit the glove and then get up and then throw. He was already like throwing as the ball came in and then the walk-off home run. He's supposedly like is, is uh, he's a switch hitter and the right side is his weak side, but he's come up to the majors and hit multiple home runs, including this one from the right side. And I tweeted this out like two weeks into his tenure, three weeks the bigger the moment, the better the at-bat you get from Patrick Bailey, and it's been that way, and that's what we saw today. I mean, you it's hard to be more clutch than, than that swing of the bat right there for a team that really, really needed it. Like, they couldn't score, and so it felt hopeless, and you've got a slow runner on second. Wilmer Flores, very slow, so if he singles... If Patrick Bailey singles, you probably don't. They'll probably try to send him, but you might get an out at home plate to end the game. So to hit one over the wall, just unbelievable. And he's he's done it multiple times with homers this season, and he's been much needed with the retirement of Buster Posey. And they had a top prospect in Joey Bart who really mm-hmm. struggled, and so in comes Bailey, uh, and he saved. He has saved this team this year really it feels that way yeah and i mean the pitch that he hit out i mean will smith is is a guy who has been very consistent for the rangers this year i mean i think i think he was with bochi in in San, when he was in san francisco yeah. um yeah. yeah and the pitch that that bailey hit out i mean we all know the deal with will smith he's got some really good breaking balls i mean he got called strike one with the curveball at the bottom of the zone beautiful pitch then a slider in the dirt and then the fastball which was in off the plate, not even a strike, 92.8 miles an hour. And then Bailey turns on it, pulls it, hits it 107 off the bat and just walks it off. And that's just one of those losses where you say, 
Well, that's the way baseball goes sometimes. I mean, two great pitchers absolutely on their game. The Rangers were able to squeak out a run off of one of the best closers in the game and were able to get to Logan Webb for one run, which felt like a lot. I mean, there's not a whole lot of high scoring this weekend. I mean, even even on Saturday's game where the Rangers starter only went inning in a third, I mean, Grant Anderson coming up huge in that outing. I mean, Andrew Heaney has been really, really hit or miss. He had a, I believe when he finally let up that first run, it was 16 scoreless innings. He was um, riding that streak. He had a six inning outing of, I believe 12 strikeouts against the white Sox in one of his last two starts and um, was pretty darn good. I, I believe it was the the Marlins or, no, or was it the age that he faced last? I think it was the Marlins. Um, but anyway, he just did not have, and the Rangers were able to come up with three innings from Chris Stratton and the rest of their bullpen coming up in a big, big way. But this was, this is a fun series and a series. The Rangers needed to win. They're in, one of, if not the most heated divisional races this year. I mean, it's it's going to be really tough back and forth between the Astros and the Rangers. And I mean, I, I think this is this is the first time our teams have played this year, right? One yes. Of, one of two series, I think we'll have. Maybe we'll have like one more. Just one. Oh, it's just, just one. one. Yeah, AL and NL played just once, unless it's the regional. Opponent, oh, okay. Like the. Well, you don't have a regional. It's that not not Astros since the Astros moved. Unfortunately, yeah. I wish they could stick them back in the AL or the NL Central. It'd be <laughs> nice uh, to do that right about now, uh, because then this would this would not be as close of an AL West race. But I'm curious your thoughts on what the Rangers. I mean, you you've seen what their record is coming in, and then after this weekend, what are your kind of thoughts? Uh, how have they have they changed about how you perceive what the Rangers are doing this year? I mean. They have established themselves to me as legitimately one of the very best teams in baseball. And I don't always say that just based on a record. You know, I'll say, eh, you know, their record is this, but I don't really see the, see them being as good as that they are. But it's that top to bottom offense. It's that kind of Donnie Ecker that I know and trust in terms of that a lot of these performances look legit. It's not like guys just look like they're playing out of their over their heads. It's just a really deep, like every single guy is a threat to hit a ball hard and maybe hit one out of the ballpark. And they're going to put up a bunch of runs potentially on you every single night. Uh, Araldus Chapman, I think, can be a huge weapon in the postseason. I The starting pitching is maybe, and I'm, I'm not an expert on the exact status. I know you obviously went out and got two pretty darn good starters in Max Scherzer and Jordan Montgomery, but we didn't, I didn't see either of them in this series, but those were good moves for this team in this position, I think. And so for me, like, yeah, it would probably stink to have to go play a wild card round after this kind of season. But if the Rangers get in, it is not a team that anybody wants to face. That's my impression of them. Yeah, and especially, I mean, you you know this as good as anybody. You got Bruce Bochy in there and his mm-hmm. magic dust. It just just get in the postseason and uh, good things will tend to happen. But this this Giants team, I got to say, I think I was I was really low on them heading into the season. I think I was probably too low on them. And they're a really really smartly run team. There's a lot of you know winning the moves on the margins that this team does that really impresses me. I mean, I don't think there's almost any team in baseball that makes the most out of all of of their 26 roster spots and their 40 man spots. And just time and time again, getting these quality players like, like Mark Mathias was a guy who I really liked with the Rangers, but I remember being kind of pissed when they had to just 
basically DFA him. I don't think they got anything for him when they sent him to Pittsburgh. But I thought, you know, the Rangers need guys like that. They they need guys like that. They got guys who, you know, they don't have a 26-man roster that is so deep that they can't afford to jettison this guy. Well, I was very blatantly wrong. I mean, Ezekiel Thran has been amazing doing exactly what you would ask Mark Mathias to do. Josh Smith has been very good in stretches as well. And so, um, yeah, this is this is a very smartly run team. And I'm, I'm rooting for San Francisco and um, maybe maybe a rematch of that 2010 World Series, except with the Rangers having Bruce Bochy on their sideline, which I'd feel much better about. Um, but there is one thing before we close out that I, I wanted to do. I did, a, did this on the crossover with Locked On Orioles. If there is one player on the Texas Rangers that you could steal and put on your team, who would it be? I ha- we we discussed this briefly before we started recording, and I I had a hard time, and and for the main reason being that there's it's just such a deep lineup, and so I feel like I don't want to make a mistake. You know, it, you know, I think about Adolis Garcia and the season that he's having. I look at Marcus Simeon and, you know, he's a San Francisco native and is having a really strong year. But I think uh, I think it has to be Corey Seager, especially when I think about the future of the position, the shortstop position for the Giants. And the fact that Brandon Crawford has struggled for the last two years and he's in his mid 30s and it's the last year of his deal. And so. The Giants tried to sign Carlos Correa in the offseason. Thought they had a, I mean, they had the, they agreed to terms with him, and it didn't work out. This year's free agent class is not super strong at all at the shortstop position, and so having a foundational guy and a guy who's just putting up video game numbers like Seager, it's it's kind of a slam dunk. This guy he tormented the Giants for years when he was with the Dodgers. We were glad to see him leave the division, but I'd love to see him uh, on the Giants. He would certainly solve a lot of problems for them. Yeah, I mean, he's solving a lot of problems for the Rangers and just seeing him in the lineup every day. I mean, he's missed some time with with a couple of different injuries and he's having to manage that injury um, and miss every once in a while with with still recovering from that thumb injury. But when he's on the field, I mean, he's absolutely incredible. And if there's one guy I could steal from the Giants, maybe, maybe it's recency bias because I literally just saw him dice up this team. But I, I think it's Logan Webb. I mean, how can you not want a top of the rotation kind of pitcher in him? He's still relatively young. He's 26 years old. He's been very consistent from the time he came up. I mean, I think he's really underappreciated around the league as as one of the best pitchers in baseball. I don't think he gets nearly enough love because he's not, you know, this big strikeout guy that sinker baller isn't as sexy. I, I think it's great being consistent, being that good and going deep into games like this and mm-hmm. and shutting down a very talented Rangers lineup in eight and two thirds innings with just one run against this Rangers lineup. It's nothing to sneeze at. I mean, they nearly had a complete game shutout. A couple things break his way, and and he does. But, I mean, the guy's incredibly good. This is a a very fun team to watch, and uh, I'm really glad the Rangers could take two out of three against the Giants, face them at the right time, because the Rangers need every win they could get. I'm glad that we could be very magnanimous and give give one back to the Giants. So Yeah, I was going to say, I think we're both just a- <laughs> happy at the end of the day. Obviously, I'd want a series win, but we'll take the one. You can have the two. And we'll see you in the World Series. Absolutely. It should be a lot of fun. Both these teams on the upswing headed in great directions. And I'm sure um, we'll be arguing over which team uh, is going to be more likely to sign Shohei Otani this offseason. Going to be oh, yeah. very preoccupied with that. But Ben, where can the fine folks listening to Lockdown Rangers find you and all of your good work? 
Uh, Locked on Giants, obviously, and also on Twitter or X or whatever you call it now, at Ben Kaspic, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. And what about you? Where can my listeners find you? Uh, you can find Locked on Rangers, Locked on Texas Rangers, wherever you find your podcast. I know you understand the the bane of having a team with oh, team yeah. name with uh, another New York market. So, um, yeah. And find me on Twitter or X at Bryce Patrick. Bryce with an I, Patrick with no C. But Ben, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for being magnanimous in giving up two games and enjoying this wild Sunday game and uh, being very welcoming to Bruce Bochy in his return to the Bay. Thank you all so much for listening and subscribing. And until next time, don't forget to enjoy first place Texas Rangers baseball.